0: Ah, here we go again. Another compliance training. Welcome, and thank you for joining me today to talk about fiscal compliance in the new year. Hello, everybody. Hopefully you're healthy and happy and out there ready to round the corner on a new year. Uh, This is December 2020, if you're listening to it in the future and you'll know exactly what 2020 looked like. Uh, That's probably all I'm going to say about that. Anyway, Josh Risser here, voiceover talent, ready for another episode of DIY Narrator. Got a bunch of them lined up for you, and we are just going to start rolling them out here. This first episode is all about the one thing that seems to be missing from the routines of the people who are DIY narrators and are looking to improve their narration. And that is practice. No one seems to be thinking about practicing. Everyone's wondering why they're reading their e-learning script that they need to knock out this week, and it still sounds like they're reading, despite the fact that they've listened to every episode of DIY Narrator a dozen times. They just don't know why they're not getting any better. Well, the thing is, you're not getting any better because you're not trying to get any better. And don't worry, I used to suffer from this too. A long time ago, I used to read health blogs like nobody's business and just never went to the gym and kept eating Oreo soup, as I like to call it, where you just take a sleeve of Oreos and you crush them up in a bowl and pour some milk on top. Oh, Where were we? Anyway, practice one thing that's missing. Sure, if you do the same script multiple times, you should get a little bit better each time, and that's just an indication that practice would work for you. Your brain starts to figure out what's coming in the script, you kind of memorize a little bit of it, you memorize the turns and the changes and the important phrases, and you start to make what in acting is called choices. You make definite choices with the words on the page. Choices is just the term in acting that's used to describe emotional and physical elements that an actor might bring to a scene or a line or even just like a reaction to what another actor says. You're making choices all the time, even when you're narrating an e-learning script. And they're likely why your read improves from time to time when you've done the same script multiple times. You kind of know what's coming and you're making better choices. To give you an idea of how choices could impact something as simple as instructional narration in e-learning i've pulled up everyone's favorite article from cdc.gov how and when to wash your hands i'm not going to read the whole article to you because i'm sure you have it memorized but uh, i'm just going to read a paragraph maybe even just a sentence from this paragraph here under follow five steps to wash your hands the right way yeah, I'll just keep it to the first sentence. And the first time through, I'll read it without any really strong choices, just as you might read it if you were just going through it. Uh, just, as you know, just reading it. Washing your hands is easy, and it's one of the most effective ways to prevent the spread of germs. And sure, maybe it sounds just a little more polished, because obviously I have a lot of practice under my belt. My wife always makes fun of me because I turn on voiceover guy, apparently, whenever I'm doing uh, just reading stories to the kid yeah, it's hard to shut it off. But the thing is, really simple sentence, washing your hands is easy. It's one of the most effective ways to prevent the spread of germs. And you might be thinking, there's no room to make any choices in that sentence. And without like really turning it on and being like a crazy person, washing your hands is easy. It's one of the most effective ways to prevent that. like we're not trying to do that. We're trying to sound like a person, right? But a person that is excited about, <laughs> excited about the content in washing your hands and we're just trying to help this person out who's like ah, i just hate washing my hands it's just uh, it takes out so much time and i never do it right and you get the soap and the water and your hands are wet all day and it's like no man washing your hands is easy and it's one of the most effective ways to prevent the spread of germs so all i did was kind of pull easy a little bit and washing your hands is easy because I'm responding. The intent of that choice that I made is responding to the guy complaining about how difficult and annoying it is to wash your hands, and I'm saying, no, washing your hands is easy. Now, if you're like, you know, I don't like to wash my hands because I just don't feel like it's really that big of a deal, you know? Well, washing your hands is easy. It's one of the most effective ways to prevent the spread of germs. Now, responding to the guy who's complaining that he doesn't know if it's really effective. I'm saying it is one of the most effective ways to prevent the spread of germs. Don't emphasize the E in effective. That's not how you say it. I just said it that way in case you didn't catch it. So think about the intent behind the sentence and then you'll make a better choice. And what it basically comes down to is you understand a little bit with some practice what your intent could be because you're so used to finding the intent in the sentences. What's the point? Why am I saying this? And the practice will help you get there faster. Because the thing is, if you're going to spend hours narrating an e-learning script until you get it just right, you might as well just hire someone. Because seriously, you got better things to do with your time. That said, if you're going to continue to do this, because you have like to do narration or you're trying to save money or whatever, you need to practice if you want to get better at it. And before this becomes an episode about choice and intent, which is coming later, those are on the list, this is an episode about how to practice. So for you today, I have a few ways to practice your narration to help you get better at just getting comfortable reading scripts, because really that's a big, big part of it, comfort, talking out loud while you're saying words that are on a page, also known as reading, and just, you know, comfortable hearing your own voice, comfortable on the microphone. All of these things are really important, and all that builds confidence, and that builds competence, and then that leads to better narrations. But first, we need a baseline, because what are you working at? If you're going to get better at basketball, You need to get better at a specific part of basketball. Is it ball control? Is it rebounding? Is it dribbling? Is it free throws? You need to understand what you're getting better at. And for that, you can look at stats of other basketball players and you can go, oh, okay, this dude's really good at free throws. He's terrible at three-pointers though. Um, But he's the kind of player that I want to be. So I need to work on my free throws because I'm not going to be shooting a lot of three-pointers. Enough with the sports. Anyway, so... Your baseline is going to be what you sound like just talking, because that is my whole shtick, getting you to sound like you on the microphone. That's the whole point. You need your voice on the microphone. You're not doing your impression of what you think e-learning should sound like or does sound like. You should just sound like you on the microphone. And maybe it's adjusted a little bit because you need to sound excited about hand washing or whatever, but that... Acting comes through you. So, you need to be able to compare your narrations to you. So, the best thing you can do is record yourself. You need to record yourself having a conversation in person, maybe your side of a phone call. Maybe you record one of those stinking Zoom meetings you're always having these days. The thing is, you need to record it and record it in a way that kind of makes it as impromptu as possible and as natural a situation as possible. If you know you're being recorded for this, you're going to be like doing your best impression of you, and that's not what you want. You need to record yourself in a situation where you need to be on your game in that situation, and the recording part falls away, because that's, that's the sound of your voice that we want. So do something that will force you to be as natural as possible, because the person on the other end will know something's up if you're not being as natural as possible. Maybe you hit record and just record your side of an important phone call or a call for even, even a call as simple as ordering pizza. Something that's natural that you've done a thousand times where you're not going to put something on. Be aware, I just have to say this, of your state's laws regarding recording conversations. If you're recording something in person, if you can set it up so you can only hear your side of the conversation, maybe you've got... I don't know, like headphones in that allow you to record off of that mic, and it won't pick up the person in the drive-through that you're talking to, or the cashier, or whoever you're having a conversation with. Just keep that in mind. If you're only recording your side of the conversation, it shouldn't be as big of a deal, but I don't want you breaking any laws. Okay, so now we have our baseline. How do you sound in a natural conversation? Obviously, it's going to be Difficult to recreate that because there's a lot of things in that conversation that's going on. There's your current mood and the mood you bring in, the way you're playing off the other person's mood. Like if you have a friendly coffee shop person that you just ordered coffee from, and they're like, "Hey, how's your day going?" You're like, "Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I just got some work done and grabbing a coffee for lunch before I go back to the office. I always like to have an afternoon coffee. Really perks me up and helps me get through the rest." Like that kind of a conversation with a friendly barista is going to be way different than the conversation with a guy who's like, hey, welcome to Taco Hut. Uh, What can I get you? Like, You're going to have a different conversation with that person. But you're going to have a good idea of what your baseline voice sounds like, and you're going to be able to compare that to your narration. and That's going to be your benchmark for your practice. Before the practice tips, the next thing you have to commit to is a regimen. You're not going to get any better if you don't practice regularly. You don't get in better shape by only going to the gym one time and then just paying the bill every month. So I'd recommend at least trying to fit this into your day three, four, five times a week if you could. When I was first trying to become a voice actor, uh, what was that, like 2014 or something, I signed up for a website with auditions, knowing that I probably wasn't going to book anything. But every single night, I would go downstairs into my, air quotes here, booth, and I would just record auditions and submit them and record auditions and submit them and record auditions and submit them. Eventually, I did book something, but more importantly, I got comfortable on the mic, and that's probably why I eventually booked something. I started to understand the turns in copy. I started to get better on editing. All of that stuff started to come together, and overall, I became a better packaged voice actor than just what I was before which was someone who had scripts and a microphone and technology but no practice under my belt so commit to that you're not going to get much better if you don't do it regularly if you're only reading and recording yourself when you have that part of a project that comes up don't expect to get too much better too quickly or at all really you're going to be just as good as you were last month if you hadn't read anything in the last month and that brings us to our first practice tip. Just record yourself reading stuff. Seriously, it's that simple. That is the number one thing. Get comfortable recording yourself and editing down and just the whole process overall, start to finish. Doesn't matter what you're recording because you're not producing it to be a part of a project. So you can record blog posts that you read. If you're going to read a blog anyway and you want to fit in this recording practice, record yourself reading that blog post. Out loud, obviously, pretend you're talking to someone, try to set the scene up and then read it as if you're telling someone that information in the blog and then go back and listen to yourself and compare that to your voice sample that we recorded earlier when you were ordering chicken wings at the drive-thru. And uh, now you know how close you are. And that brings us to step number two. When you're listening back, Make sure you listen like a director. You need to listen in a way that goes, okay, that sounded reedy. How do I make that better? And again, this is going to take time. You'll develop this skill more and more as you do more and more of the work. But when you hear something, you can go, okay, I think what's going on here is I didn't really say that in a way that meant anything. I just said it because it was the words on the paper. So what that means, going back to what we were talking about earlier, is you need to make a choice with why you said that sentence or why that paragraph is there. Think about that choice and then go ahead and record that paragraph or that sentence again after making a choice about the intent behind it. And here's a hint. The main intent you have as an e-learning narrator is, number one, solving someone's problem, and number two, overcoming the objection to the way you are solving it. So you can start with those two baseline or guideline intents and uh, build on it from there. But obviously, if you're reading like a blog post, why are you reading this blog post? Well, you're answering, typically answering a reader's question that they might not know they have, obviously. You don't always write a blog post in response to a question, but you write a blog post for someone to answer a question that they might not know they have, or they might have and they'll be searching for. So quick recap, tip number one, Record yourself as often as you can. And tip number two, play it back with the mind of a director. And if you hear something, make a strong choice around the intent of that sentence or that paragraph. Re-record it and listen again. The whole point is that we want you to be able to think about the intent and choices that you're going to be making quickly. And that only comes with a lot of cold reading. Now, the final tip. You have your natural voice sample, and you also have a whole bunch of samples, possibly of stuff you've done in the past. Go dig up that stuff you did in the past. Don't listen to it. Rerecord a passage. After you've done some of the practice, you rerecord an old passage, and then go back and listen to what you sounded like then versus what you sound like now. And I bet... You put a few weeks or even a few months of practice under your belt, you're going to sound way different. You're going to be like, oh, that is better. Maybe it's not exactly what you're hoping for. Maybe it's not exactly like your baseline sample, but you're going to be better. There's no doubt. You put work in, you put practice in, you get better. It's that simple. Now, there is an old saying that practice makes perfect, but Perfect practice makes perfect, or something. I don't know. It's apparently a saying I'm only partially familiar with. So it's important to know what you want to practice. More importantly, it's best if you don't practice the wrong things. You don't want to have bad advice and then ingrain that into your daily routine. So go back and listen to some of the older episodes of DIY Narrator. Specifically, I would listen to Who's It For and more on Who's It For just to help you understand framing your performance for the person who's going to be listening to it we have to have a lot of respect for the people who are going to be listening to our narration and so it's important that you understand who is it for and how that impacts your performance also go back and listen to my episode on bad and incomplete advice i go into things like enunciating taking your time with pacing billboarding and some conversational pitfalls that will really just wreck your performance and if you or working too hard on practicing the wrong things. Like you're enunciating too much or you're going too slow. That stuff is just going to get ingrained. So don't uh, don't practice the wrong stuff. But there are also some other episodes you can go back to that will help you while you practice. And you can work on those things. Like there was an episode on breath control. So you can work on your breath if that's a problem for you while you're narrating. You can work on updating old recordings like splicing an update into an old recording so it sounds seamless. I did an episode on that. I also did an episode on performance tips and mic control. We did an episode on mouth clicks. All of these things will get better with practice and comfort on the mic. And with that, that's all I've got for you this week. Head over to DIYNarrator.com to see the show notes and uh, link over to that CDC article if you really want to practice with that. Lots of fun. Uh, Also, you can check out all of the other episodes of the podcast, and feel free to subscribe to the podcast in your podcatcher, whether that's Apple Podcasts or some other thing. Maybe maybe I'll get myself on Spotify. I'm not over there yet, so I'll get that happening soon. And be sure to subscribe to the newsletter over at DIYNarrator.com to get all the updates as they come out. I've got some other stuff in store that's not just episodes of the podcast, so keep an eye out for that. Finally, I love answering questions. If you go to diynarrator.com, there's a form where you can drop a question in or you can send me an email, host at DIY I used host in case you forgot. My name is Josh. All right, that's all. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. Stay well.